This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live Podcast. Real talk about talent acquisition, recruiting, sourcing, and hiring. With the godfather of sourcing. And now, welcome to Shally's Alley. With your host, the legend of legends, the big Bahumi, the salt in your shaker, Shally Steckerl. You know you need sourcing. Your recruiters know that you need sourcing, but your boss isn't buying it. How can you make your case? Let me give you some ideas. Here's a good one. Figure out the cost of positions remaining open. And essentially, you produce the cost not to hire. So how do you do that? You might not know this, but I sit on the ISO Standards Committee, the International Standards Organization. I represent the United States, or ANSI, in the Global Standards, and we actually have a metrics committee, one of the working groups. Our standard that's been published is that the cost of filling a position, once it's been vacated, so not an existing, I mean, not a new role, but an existing role, is two times the annual salary of the person that did that job on the first day. So if you paid someone $100,000 a year, and they leave, the day they leave, it's going to cost you $200,000 a year to fill the job. And every day thereafter, it's going to cost you whatever the opportunity loss is in addition to the $200,000. So the clock starts with $200,000 from the moment they leave. So that's a really good number you can use to show that you need to, well, get faster at hiring so that you stop bleeding money. And it's not just the cost of rehiring someone, it's the cost of that position going vacant. So if you know that it's going to cost you 200000 day one, then you can multiply that times every you know, day or week. And if it's a revenue-generating position, then you have revenue loss as well. You can add up all the revenue loss and you know, use that as a number. A full year's worth of work days is typically about 260. So if it costs you $200,000 and there's 260 work days, divide 200,000 by 260, and there you have your daily rate. Um, remember, this is the, the, the second set of 200,000. The first set is as soon as the position is vacant, it's already going to cost you 200,000 if the person makes 100,000 a year. It's a little bit more difficult when it's a brand new job, but you can still use the band, the salary band, as, as an indicator. The problem is that you actually didn't have someone doing the job, so it's kind of you know a little bit more tenuous. So the cost of not to hire. Here's another one. What motivates your business leaders? Speak their language. There's typically three things that CEOs and CFOs and presidents of companies look at. The, the lenses that color their worldview. They have three, three lenses. They have the lens of risk. They have the lens of time. And they have the lens of money. So if you can translate into risk, money, or time, then you can speak their, their, their language. So is sourcing going to reduce cost? That's saving them money. Is it going to reduce time to fill? That's increasing speed. Is it going to reduce the pain of positions going unfilled? That's reducing risk. Is it going to increase the quality of hire? That increases, that reduces risk, I'm sorry. Um, is there some sensitivity around that? Some confidentiality? Again, reduces risk. So figure out, are they a time 
money or risk kind of leader or a little bit of both or a little bit of all three or whatever and then you know speak that language is there something in the organization that is going to be a weakness that you can um, overcome through sourcing in other words i'll give you an example of something that happened at my my current employer this business leader an hr business partner asked me if i could come up with an estimate for whether or not um, we, we could replace this person that was running a factory and they were underperforming, like chronically underperforming, so they were going to need to be replaced. And the HRBP wanted to have some information, you know, to talk to when he went to talk to the unit president so that he didn't show up empty-handed and he wanted me to produce some data. I put together a report that showed the state of the market and the availability of talent. And basically my report had a couple of recommendations. Like, for example, we have an opportunity here because there are people in the vicinity that wouldn't even need to relocate that do a very similar job. And not only do they do a very similar job, they also have experience with this other technology that we don't do that they could bring with them. So not only could they do the job better than the underperformer, but they'll actually be able to provide some innovation. So this went all the way up to the president. They called me into a meeting. I made my, my case. And as a result of this proposal that I made, as far as you know, saying, hey, yeah, not only is this talent actually available, but it's affordable, and it would even bring us ad you know, additional competitive advantages, they decided to not shut down the factory, which they were going to do and outsource the work, and funded this factory for three more years and decided to hire someone externally. That is not filling a job. That's literally saving an entire factory. And it was done through sourcing because I did the legwork, the competitive intelligence. So that's another one. How about metrics? Metrics can make a really good case. Metrics like, for example, reduction in cost per hire. Got to be careful with that one, though, because I see a lot of people doing cost per hire calculations that are so dead wrong that it doesn't even, like, figure. It, it's, that may be a different podcast, but how to calculate cost per hire is not as easy as add up all your spend and divide it by the number of hires. But that's what they do. They go, oh, well, we, have, we pay a million for this and a million for that, and then we have 10,000 hires, so we're going to divide 2 million by 10,000, and that's our cost per hire. No, don't forget about the salaries of all the people involved, recruiters, sourcers, coordinators, the technology, the appreciation of your career website and other tools. What about the physical costs of the building and the telephone? Look, I could go on forever on this. The point is most people do it wrong. But if you're going to make a comment or a position your, your sourcing argument on the reduction of cost per hire, then you're going to need to have really good data. How about improving performance? How about better evaluations if because of sourcing evaluations across the company are increased because you have a higher quality of hire then there's a metric what about decreased time to perform decreased time to first candidate decreased time to first interview it's not always about the hire you see because hires can take time for example many of you out there probably have background checks that you have to do you might have the perfect candidate Sourced, interviewed, offer made, but they still have to go through background check. And that can take three weeks. That's going to add to your time to hire. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you maybe hire another company that does background checks faster, but there's still going to be 
some time that goes by. So if you can find, interview, and make an offer in one day, it's still going to take you two weeks to fill the position because you still have to wait two weeks for the background check. So maybe look at things like decreased waiting time to receive the first resume. If the hiring manager has to wait two weeks to get the first resume, well, that's a long time. Maybe you can improve on that. Maybe you can improve on first interview, time to first interview. What about reduction in cost per source? There's an idea, right? I mean, you're paying for something, say LinkedIn, and you're paying a lot for it. But what if you can still get results and pay less? How'd you do that? Well, through centralization and better use of that technology. Look, if you got 400 recruiters and everybody has a recruiter seat and only 300 recruiters ever log in, the other 100 don't, maybe you should reduce your licenses. But I'll do one better. What if you had 20 sourcers and they do all the sourcing for all 400 recruiters? Now you only need 20 licenses. Get where I'm going with this? How about just simply increasing quality of time? I mean, quality of hire. How do you increase quality of hire? Well, you can identify better matching candidates and go after specific people at specific companies and competitors and hire a stronger matched candidate instead of just dealing with what's coming in, what's walking in the door. Don't wait for what's walking in the door. Go get the ones that are out there that are not walking through anybody's door. So, you know, I, get, I gave you some tools there to, to get the buy-in. There's one other piece, and I've, let me just put it this way. I, I'm, a, I'm a survivor and a victim of this next piece that I'm about to tell you. And that is, change is inevitable. Well, maybe except for from vending machines. But most of the time, in corporations that already have sourcing teams, you'll see leadership change, and the new leader doesn't believe in sourcing. I've seen it time and time and time again. So you did all this work. You created the strategy. You convinced your leadership that you need a sourcing team. You got it funded. You hired a bunch of people. You've got a functioning sourcing team that's producing results. New leader comes in, and out you go. Just because. Nothing to do with the fact that you, know, you weren't producing or whatever. So how do you survive that? You've got to evangelize. That's the secret. Once you've established your sourcing team and they're functioning and they're producing results, brag a lot about your team and about the results. Celebrate them. When there's a hire made by a sourcer or a recruiter makes a hire from a sourcer, celebrate both the recruiter and the sourcer. Make a big deal out of the fact that we found this really hard-to-find candidate for this job that was open for months and we did this great work. Celebrate that. Because then the leadership team that is used to getting these results from you isn't going to just necessarily let the sourcing team go when the new HR leader comes in and says, yeah, I don't really believe in sourcing. Because maybe they didn't do it right in the last organization or the person they had running sourcing wasn't doing it right or whatever. Maybe they've never done it. So at least this way, you can survive that shift in leadership. I've survived it and I've also not survived it. So I can tell you both sides. <laughs> and the one that, uh, the one that I did not survive, uh, this was at Cisco Systems, the entire, the entire recruiting organization was outsourced. Like basically a new VPHR or CHRO came in and said, we will not have any recruiters anymore. We're giving it all to manpower, like all of it. So it was a massive, massive fail. A few months or actually not a few months, about a year later, 
they uh, switched from Manpower to, to Randstad. And, you know, Randstad did a much better job. Um, it wasn't because Manpower didn't do a good job. It was because you just you can't, it's such a massive shift to take this massive recruiting organization and literally just outsource it. It was, a, it was a giant mess. You don't do it like that. You do it a little bit at a time, you know? So anyway, I've been on both sides of it. And I can tell you the best thing you can do is spread the gospel Get a couple of business champions that are going to help you spread the word on the good work that you're doing. Brag about it. Use these champions to defend your case and cultivate relationships with the hiring managers. Yes, you're not working directly with the hiring managers. You're working with the recruiters, and the recruiters work the hiring managers, but it's very good to have that visibility and have your recruiters brag about your sourcing team. That way, you can survive the change. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.